Let's find out if you're ready for love. Here's your marvelous host, Nikki Lee. Hello, and welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Have you ever been betrayed? Have you ever felt that somebody that you really trusted or you thought you could trust has betrayed you and you just you just can't let go of it? Or you thought you did and then you saw them and it all came rushing back to you. Well, you know, I think pretty much all of us have been in that situation at one time or another and maybe we knew what to do and maybe we didn't. But my guest today is going to help us figure out what to do and how to handle that. And her name is Dr. Debbie Silber. Debbie, it's great to have you with me today. Uh, thanks so much. Looking forward to our conversation. You know, I, I watched both your TED Talks and I loved them. I'm like, she is great in the uh, energy and the enthusiasm, and and I'll tell the audience right now that the, the TED Talks are on the show page because I, I had to share them. <laughs> I just had to share them. So, Thank and I'm, I'm hoping we're going to get time to talk about both the topics that you talked about, but we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. If not, I have to have you back because I love the other topic too. So, <laughs> but the... The um, let me give you a little bit of little bit of information about Debbie. Dr. Debbie Silber is the founder of the PBT, that's Post Betrayal Transformation Institute, and is a holistic uh, psychologist, a health mindset and personal development expert, the author of Trust Again and is the two-time number one international best-selling author of The Unshakable Woman. And there's a workbook with that. I just found it. And From Hardened to Healed, her podcast, From Betrayal to Breakthrough, is also globally ranked within, ranked within the top one and a half of podcasts. Man, would I like to be there. <laughs> Her recent PhD study on how we experience betrayal made three groundbreaking discoveries that changed how long it takes to heal. In addition to being on Fox, CBS, The Dr. Oz Show, TEDx Twice, and more, she's an award-winning speaker and coach dedicated to helping people move past their betrayals as well as any other blocks preventing them from the health, work, relationships, confidence, and happiness they want most. And, you know, everybody, most everybody has something that's preventing them from having what they really want. You know, so I... I'm looking forward to the conversation. I was looking over that, and I said, you know, I think all of us can benefit from, you know, even if we haven't been betrayed, we've got something standing in our way somewhere. So I think everybody can benefit in some way from this conversation. You think so? I, I believe so. Happy to share whenever, whatever questions you have. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. So... What? 
how do you think betrayal is different from other crises that we have in our life? Because, I mean, there's a lot of different sorts of crises that we can have, but what, what makes betrayal different? Yeah, happy to answer that. That was actually one of the three discoveries made uh, in my study. And, okay. and just to back up, you know, it's, it, I'm in business over 30 years. You don't study betrayal, you know, unless you have to. So uh, I, had, okay. I was in health and then mindset and personal development, and I had a painful betrayal from my family. thought I did everything I needed to do to heal from that, and then it happened again a few years later. This time it was my husband. So that was the deal breaker and got him out of the house and looked at the two experiences thinking, well, what's similar to these two? Of course, me, but what else? And realized, you know, boundaries were always getting crossed and I never took my needs seriously. So I'm a believer that if nothing changes, nothing changes. So here I was, four kids, six dogs, a thriving business, and I decided to go back for a a PhD. And uh, it was in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential. While I was there, I did a study. I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? And that study led to three groundbreaking discoveries which changed my health, my business, my family, my life. So to answer your question, the first discovery was that betrayal is in fact a very different type of trauma. And, you know, I had been through death of a loved one. I'd been through disease. Uh, and betrayal felt different, very different for me. I didn't want to assume it was the same for all my study participants. So I asked them, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, is it different for you unanimously? They said it's so different. And here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the whole self get shattered and has to be rebuilt, rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust. You know, you don't necessarily lose your ability to trust when you lose a loved one, you know. So, uh, so I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation, and that's, the, that's when you rebuild not just your life, but you rebuild yourself after an experience with betrayal. So that betrayal is a very different type of trauma was the first discovery. Do you want to give us the other two? Sure. So the second one was that there's actually a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal. It's known as post-betrayal syndrome. We've probably had, I don't know, 85,000 people take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz uh, on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. And a few things about that. The first thing is, you know, we've all heard time heals all wounds. Um, well, I have the proof when it comes to betrayal that's not true. There's a, a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? And people write things like, my betrayal happened 35 years ago, I'm unwilling to trust. My betrayal happened 40 years ago, I can still feel the hate. You know, my betrayal happened 10 years ago, it feels like it happened yesterday. So we know that we cannot count on time or even a new relationship to heal betrayal. It needs to be intentional and deliberate. Um, But there are a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, and I'm happy to share it. Every once in a while, I pull the stats from the quiz to see where people land. Happy to share them if you want to hear them. Sure. Okay. So men, women, just about every country is represented. Imagine 85,000 people. Out of them, 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% 81% feel a loss of personal power, 
80% are hypervigilant. 94% deal with painful triggers, and anyone who's experienced betrayal uh, knows how painful those triggers can be. Uh, these are the most common physical symptoms. 71% have low energy. 68% have sleep issues. 63% have extreme fatigue. 47% have weight changes. So in the beginning, maybe you can't hold food down. Later on, you're using food for comfort. 45% have digestive issues. So that could be anything from Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis, constipation, diarrhea, bloating, you name it. Um, the most common mental symptoms, 78% are overwhelmed, 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief, 68% can't focus, 64% are in shock, 62% can't concentrate. So imagine you can't concentrate, you have a gut issue, you're exhausted, you still have to go to work. You know, you still have to, still have to take care of your kids. That's not even the emotional symptoms, you know. Emotionally, I'm sorry, you were saying. No, I was. I was just saying. I mean, well, and 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 a lot of types of betrayal, your life flips upside down, and mm -hmm. you suddenly have to do even more than you did before. Yeah, I was. I would think. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's part of the third discovery. Uh, and just to finish up these stats, uh, emotionally. 88% um, have extreme sadness, 83% are very angry, 82% are hurt, 80% have anxiety, 79% are stressed. Here's why I wrote the book Trust Again. 84% have an inability to trust. 67% uh, prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward, 90% want to move forward but don't know how. I mean, to me, the most staggering part about those statistics, first of all, you didn't hear me say anything, 20%, uh, 30%. These numbers are really high. Um, they're also not necessarily from a recent betrayal. So, you know, this could be from the parent who did something awful when you were a kid. This could be from the girlfriend or boyfriend who broke your heart in high school. So the person, this person may not know, care, even remember. They may not even be alive. And here we are walking around with these symptoms decades later because they weren't intentionally and deliberately healed. Right. You know, the good news is you can heal from all of it, which is the third discovery. But did you have a question about the second discovery? Interesting, interesting point when you said the person may not even be alive anymore. Interesting mm -hmm. that, that even if the person's gone, the impact of the betrayal doesn't go away. Right. Yeah, and we, we count on time, you know, or a new relationship to heal it, and it doesn't work. And a classic sign of an unhealed betrayal is repeat betrayal. The basis change, but it's the same thing. And, and right. that will happen until and unless we deliberately heal the betrayal. This is why we have so many people coming into the PVT Institute with, uh, with therapy trauma, actually. They, um, well-meaning therapists, but they're not, and listen, I'm a psychologist, but I'm a coach first, and well-meaning therapists, but they aren't highly skilled in betrayal, and if anyone is going to have you stuck, if anyone is going to keep you stuck uh, for, for years, decades, if not a lifetime, it's unpacking your story over and over and over again without a deliberate and intentional plan to move forward. That makes sense, actually. Mm -hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Did you want to hear the third discovery? 
Yeah. Okay. Um, this to me was the most exciting. And what we learned was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many people do, if we're going to fully heal, and by fully heal I mean symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome to that whole healed place of post-betrayal transformation, we're going to go through five uh, proven predictable stages. And what's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every one of those stages. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. So healing is entirely predictable. Okay. So we're talking kind of like the stages of grief, but no, different. No, there is, uh, grieving is a very important part of healing, but these are stages that are physical, mental, and emotional um, that, that everybody will experience if they are to fully heal. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the same, the same idea, not the same stages. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Did you have a question about okay. that or want to know more? Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I always want to know more. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm happy to go through the stages. Um, okay. It's, what, it's, it's all we do within the PBT Institute. It's what all of our coaches are certified in. Uh, they're all mapped out in trust again, but here's a, a breakdown of them. Um, so stage one is before it happens, and, and if you can imagine four legs of a table, the, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, what I saw with every study participant, me too, was a heavy lean on the physical and the mental, and um, not really prioritizing the emotional and the spiritual. Um, and if you have a table with only two legs, it's easy for that table to topple over. That's us. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery day. This is the scariest of all of the stages. And this is the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. So right here, you've ignited the stress response. You're headed for every single stress-related uh, symptom, illness, condition, disease. Your mind is in a complete state of chaos and overwhelm. Um, you, you can't wrap your mind around what you just learned. This makes no sense. And the, your worldview has just been shattered. Your worldview is your mental model, the rules that govern you, that prevent chaos. Don't go here. Trust this person. And in one earth-shattering move, everything you've known to be real and true is no longer. The bottom is truly bottomed out. And a new bottom hasn't been formed yet, so this is terrifying. But, um, but think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything you could to stay safe and stay alive, and that's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of my way. You know, How do I survive this experience? Where do I go? Who can I trust? Um, this is the stage, though, that most people get stuck in, and here's why. Once you've figured out how to survive your experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, you think it's good. So you start planting roots here. You're not supposed to, but, you know, but we don't know that. And four things happen. The first thing is you start getting all these small self-benefits. You get to be right. You get sympathy from everybody. You, know, you get your story. So many, you know, so many more things. So we plant deeper roots. And then because we're here longer than we should be, the mind starts doing things like, well, maybe you deserved it. Maybe you're not that great. Maybe this, maybe that. So we plant deeper roots. Um, and now because these are the thoughts you're thinking, 
Well, this is the energy you're putting out. So like energy attracts like energy. And now we're calling situations and circumstances and relationships towards us to confirm, you know, this is where we belong. Um, and then because we're here longer than we should be, uh, we want to find, we just want an escape from this painful place. So right here is where we start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, you know, keeping busy, anything to numb, avoid, and um, distract ourselves from this painful place. So we do this for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit, you know, a year, 10 years, 20 years. And I can see someone 20 years out and say, that emotional eating you're doing or that numbing in front of the TV or that drinking, do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. You know, they, said, they would say, well, that happened 20 years ago. But all they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there, you know. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, if you're willing to let go of the small self-benefits and everything you, you get from it, uh, you move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, you know, I can't undo what happened, but I control what I do with it. And just right there, that decision, you're turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but at least you stop the massive damage you were, you were creating in stages two and stage three. And Stage four feels like if you've ever moved. If you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, you know, whatever, your stuff's not all there, it's not quite cozy yet, but it's going to be okay. That's the feeling of stage four. And when you've settled into stage four, you've made it cozy, you've made it mentally home, you move into the fifth most beautiful stage, and this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal, self-love, self-care, eating well, you know, exercise, things like that. You didn't have the bandwidth for that earlier. Now you do. The mind is healing. You're making new rules. You're making new boundaries based on uh, the road you just traveled. And you have a new worldview based on what you see so clearly now. And the four legs of the table in the beginning was all about physical and mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. Interesting. Whew, that's a lot. Okay, but yeah, that and the those that make wow, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that. I like that. And I'm sure in the book it takes longer to go through all that, but I I like that overview. That's cool. Thank you. Okay. Um. Okay. So let's. Now that it's all swimming around in my head, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be reviewing all that in my head when I'm, I'm editing all this here in a little bit this evening. Um, now, how does unhealed betrayal impact us as far as like our health, our work, our relationships? What, mm-hmm. what does when when we have betrayal and we we don't do something to deal with it? How is that impacting our life? Sure. So uh, I see it in, uh, it really affects everything. In health, uh, in uh, relationships, I'll see it in one of two ways. The first is a repeat betrayal. That's a clear sign that that betrayal is not healed. The face has changed, but it's the same thing. Um, And, you know, we keep going from boss to boss to boss, friend to friend to friend, partner to partner to partner. And we say, is it me? You know, yes, it is. Not that it's your fault. Uh, It's your opportunity. There's a profound lesson waiting to be learned. You know, maybe the lesson is you are lovable, worthy, deserving. You need better boundaries in place. Whatever it is for you, 
you, you will keep getting opportunities in the form of people to teach you until you understand that lesson. The second way we see it is um, the big wall goes up, you know, and we, uh, uh, we say, nope, I'm not letting anyone get close to me, and we think that's coming from a place of strength. It's not. It's coming from fear. Our heart was so shattered, we don't want to risk uh, the thought of that happening again. doesn't mean it's healed. Uh, it means we're keeping people at bay. Uh, we see it in health. People go to the most well-meaning doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress-related you know, symptom, illness, condition, disease at the root of it is an unhealed betrayal. And we see it at work. You know, people want that raise or, or promotion. They deserve it. Uh, but their confidence was shattered, so they don't have the confidence to ask. Or they want to be a team player, collaborative partner, but the person who trusted uh, who they trusted the most proved untrustworthy. So they don't, you know, they don't, they don't trust that boss, that, that coworker, that collaborative partner. It shows up everywhere. Would they maybe also be looking for betrayal in relationships that isn't there because it's happened to them before? Uh, you mean being hypervigilant? Sure, absolutely. It's what they've come to expect. So that's in their realm of consciousness. So they're so fearful. Um, and um, it's what's very familiar. The lesson has not learned. It has been learned. So, again, not suggesting it's someone's fault, but there's, it, it is a beautiful opportunity for growth uh, if you look at it that way and if you use it that way. Okay. Okay. All right. Interesting. And I would, I would guess, and I could be wrong, that they probably don't notice this in themselves. Uh, not usually. You know, usually it just takes just the most profound betrayal, hopefully, for them to, to wake up and, and realize they absolutely uh, can change. And, and when they're willing to move out of stage three, that's when transformation begins. But most people just find themselves in stage three. Transformation doesn't even begin until stage four. Okay. All right. New normal is, is a rough thing to do, but, boy, it's worth the work in all facets of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've been there with health situations. It, it's, it's rocky, but it's worth it. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what questions can we ask ourselves to see if, we may be in that that whole numbing, avoiding, distracting ourselves phase. Yeah. Um, well, you, you know, and, and that's the it, it, trust again maps out the five stages. But my most recent book, From Hardened to Healed, is really all about stage three. So if you find that you're stuck, that's um, you know that it's you've been through the worst of it already. You you really owe it to yourself to move forward. But you, you want to see, you want to ask yourself, you know, am I numbing, avoiding, distracting? If so, how? You know, are you, are you going, you know, into the cabinets? You're not the least bit, bit hungry, but you're eating. Are you turning on the TV uh, just to numb out the sound of your own, you know, your own thoughts? Uh, the next question would be, would be, what am I pretending not to see? Am I pretending not to see there's trouble in my relationship? Am I pretending not to see I hate my job. Am I pretending not to see that health issue that needs my attention? Um, 
The next question would be, what's life going to look like in five to ten years if I keep this going? And play it all the way out. You know, what is life going to look like if you ignore that health issue, ignore that relationship issue, uh, don't do anything about that job that you don't like? And then the, the last question, what could life look like in five to ten years if I change now? You know, I'm not saying it's easy, but transformation begins when you tell yourself the truth. True. Well, you know, the best things in life aren't easy, though. They're not easy. They're not cheap. And they, they don't fall on our lap. Well, from my experience, they haven't. <laughs> Maybe they do for some people, but like I said, they haven't fallen in my lap. Okay, so how how can we see or figure out if we haven't healed from a betrayal? Maybe maybe we think we have. We're like, you know, I've I've you know, it was it was ugly for a while, but. I'm over it. You know, been yeah. there, done that, got the T-shirt, right. I'm done. It's, it's, yeah, it would be it's behind. Yeah. I'm finished. How, how yeah, do we find would, out if that's not really true? Yeah, it would be, like I said, you'd see it in your health, in your work, in your relationships, in the ways I've explained, or if you have those symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome, or if you're in stage three, you haven't healed. You absolutely haven't healed. You're a different person in stage four and stage five. And betrayal lends itself to creating a, a, a new identity. You take all the parts you love and you leave behind everything that doesn't serve. And you create a version of you that never would have had the opportunity to be created had it, you know, if it didn't happen. So you're very different in stage four and stage five. But people get, get stuck. You and I call it stuck. But it's, it's their normal. And yeah, that's stage and three. They're, mm-hmm. they're used to it, and it's you know after after twenty thirty years, it's it's my it's my daily normal. I've been this way for thirty years, and I I don't see anything wrong with it. So I think uh, I I think I'm okay, and I've moved past it, and I'm I'm good. How do I yeah, realize maybe, that it can, it can be better? Yeah. If if someone doesn't sense a problem, you know that's that's okay. But if if they're if they're just fine, you know, if they're if they're not uh, very happy in their health, in their work, in their relationships, in their level of abundance, in their level of success, in their finances, they're stuck. They're absolutely stuck. They could they could choose to stay stuck, and plenty of people will be there with them. That's not transformed. That's in, that's stage three. Okay. Um, I think when I was looking around on your website, I saw some quizzes on there. Is that right? Yeah, we have two quizzes. One is the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, and, and you can see what symptoms you're struggling with, and, and the other is the uh, healed or hardened quiz, and you can find out what uh, stage you're in. And they're both at the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com. Okay, so a person, even, even if they seem to think that they've moved past everything, but they're just kind of curious and say, you know, maybe I'll take it just to see 
So you could take that quiz just to make sure, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Because I, I know that personally, I was in a life that I thought was just what I was supposed to do and was going along and doing what I was doing and and it took some things to kind of shake me up and I realized it it wasn't serving me at all and I I really didn't realize it at all yeah so I you know it um it's amazing how we can tell ourselves things that aren't really accurate. But, you know, it, it's amazing when you, you get out of that little box sometimes. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a whole other world out there. But, um, yeah. Sure. Just saying. But happy to, happy to have people go visit the site. And uh, if you have any other questions, happy to answer them. If not, it's been a great chat. Well, so so what do we need to do to heal from a betrayal? Yeah, we, we need to move through the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough. All, all okay. five. And many people don't all want five. to, but that's the way to heal. That's the way to heal and transform after the experience. Yes. So one, two, three, and and jump the hurdle to four and five. Do them all. Yeah. All right. So, can't if if we've been through a major traumatic betrayal, can we actually learn to trust people again? Can it be done? Absolutely. It's hard work, but it's what we teach within the PBT Institute all the time. Takes work, but okay. it's uh, repetition and consistency and willingness, and yes, you can. How can we do that? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it depends if you're uh, – one of the biggest factors in learning to build trust is building trust in yourself again because trust is completely shattered in yourself. So it, it really takes learning how to trust yourself again and trusting in your intuition again and trusting – in that wise inner guide, you know, that we have. And then uh, from that place, we carefully can learn to trust in others. Uh, when it's rebuilding with the partner who hurt us, that's a whole different thing, um, and it involves a lot of work on the betrayer's uh, part. But it can absolutely be done. We have, a, we have a program for the betrayer as well. I saw, I saw you got a quiz for the betrayer as well, too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's just like so often on here I, I say, too, that, you know, we, we need to love ourselves first. And then we're, we're in a much better position to love other people and to be able to love them unconditionally when we love ourselves unconditionally. And that's, that's the same thing, too. It all, it all starts with us, you know. Mm-hmm. Then we're in a better position to... to give to other people you know it right. just it's amazing how that works isn't it mm-hmm. right. 
it it's got to start with us it's it's not it's not looking for another person to fill that hole inside us we need it it needs to come from us and then you know it's it's finding somebody that compliments us not somebody that completes us okay. <laughs> i'm one of those ones that watched uh Jerry Maguire and I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when when that, that line that everybody loves so much, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know? Right. I agree. That's not the way to do uh, it. I thought you might. Oh, that's terrible. Okay. <laughs> I think I actually said the theater going, No. <laughs> so, all right. Now, you also and and we'll see if I'm allowed to ask you about this. Um, one of your TED Talks was about uh, uh, post-betrayal transformation, which like I said, I, I, I do you have, yes, do you have post-betrayal syndrome? Yes. And the other was about self-sabotaging. Can we talk about that for a little bit? Sure. What do you want to know? Well, first, what, how do you define self-sabotaging? It's when you know something or someone is not in your best interest and you just, uh, you don't, you know, you just keep going along with something um, and you're, you're hurting yourself in the process. It's usually because of fear, fear of change, fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Why do people do that? Usually fear, fear of the unknown, fear of change. Usually fear. Yeah, that, that TED Talk you're talking about is um, it's called Stop Sabotaging Yourself. Okay. Because people, people tend to do that in, in all facets of their life, correct? Uh-huh, yep. Okay. Is there any way that if we notice somebody doing that, we can reach out and help them? Well, sure. Someone has to realize they have something that, you know, either their health, their work, their relationships, and they keep sabotaging themselves. And if they're ready to stop that, they can move to that next level. But they have to be willing to outgrow what no longer serves. Okay. How do you describe what serves or doesn't serve us? I mean, that's completely individual. You know, it's it's really based on the feeling of are you meant for more than what you're doing, how you're living, who you're with. And when that's the case, you know, you, you do something differently or not. And... I've I've found that if you get to that point, the people around you tend to not be happy with you when you kind of want to upgrade yourself. Yeah, yeah. They, or you they, want to change they like things. it. Yeah, they they liked when they knew where they stood, when they knew where you stood, and when we start wanting something more different better um it's it's always going to create a shake-up yeah yeah well and and some kind of take it personal you know like Mm -hmm. like you're making a statement about them if you try to do something and and improve yourself 
which I don't I don't see it that way. It's like if I want to improve myself or if I want to study more or if I want to get another place or a better job, I'm improving myself. You you do you, I'll do me. You know. Yeah. You you live your life, I'm going to live my life. You know, stay stay where you are if you want to, you know, but don't hold me back, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, sure. But um but I, you know, family members may be upset, you know, if you're doing whatever, but people get used to us being in a certain place um a certain whatever and do you think it's too far to say that we we should almost expect the people around us to um, criticize us if we try to improve ourselves? I don't know about expect, but it's a common response. Okay. Okay. Is is there? Do you have any advice for how we could or should handle that? You know, it all depends on the scenario. I think everybody has to just take a look and say, what am I uh, preventing myself from seeing, feeling, doing? And is it worth the price I'm paying in my health, in my work, in my relationships? And then see where that response takes you. Right. Well, and which which one is more worth it? You know, am am I willing to hold myself back and what that's doing to me or am I willing to go ahead and fight for what I want and improve my situation? Either exactly. either one I think we're hurting ourselves. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. You know, so am I going to fight for me, or am I just going to roll over and say, okay? <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. I, I've been there, you know, so kind of kind of unknowingly, but it's like, you know, am I going to fight for me and what I want, or am I just going to go, okay, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll just, I'll stay back here with you guys, you know. <laughs> and like I said, it's, it's not, it's not like we're doing that kind of thing to hurt other people, but, you know, every, every one of us is at our own stage of life. And, you know, maybe so-and-so wants to get married or so-and-so wants to have a baby or so-and-so wants to get a different job. That's fine. You know, like I said, you do you, I'm going to do me. You know, everybody has to live their life and everybody is at a different point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I, I know when I was growing up and, and you know, we we were all in our early 20s, it's it's like everybody had to get married at the same time. It's like why? <laughs> you know? Yeah. No. You know, no we don't. We all had to graduate at the same time because we were in school at the same time, but nothing else has to be at the same time as far as I'm concerned, you know. Exactly. But um Yeah, it just seemed really, really weird. Do you wanna um give some information about how people can find you? 
Um, sure. It, everything can be found at the PBT as in post-betrayal transformation, thepbtinstitute.com. All right. Well, thank you very much for being here with us today, and I appreciate it very much. And next time you have a book coming out, definitely let me know and we will talk about it. Okay. Thanks so much. All right. And you can get more, much more information on the show page. Um, just check out www.lovecoachjourney.com slash betrayal. Okay? And I will have um, both of her TED Talks. I will have both of those videos. And I've got a huge list of links for you. Okay? So uh, for the PBT Institute um, and all of her social media links, okay? And a link to her podcast, which is from the Betrayal to Breakthrough. Um, and TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. So you'll have all of those links. Um, oh, and links to um, the post-betrayal syndrome uh, quiz. And that's for the betrayer and the betrayed in both, okay? Um, but, yeah, definitely definitely take a look at those. And, and the TED Talks, I think one's like 11 minutes and one's like 16 minutes. So they're, they're short. Um, but really good content. Um, and I actually shared the self-sabotage one on my Facebook page a couple days ago. So feel free to take a look at those. Really, really good information. But I hope you got some good information. And uh, feel free to take a look at that and watch that again. Like I said, lovecoachjourney.com slash betrayal. So definitely negative, negative thing when somebody betrays us. But it's something that we need to get past because it will impact our our home life, our health, um, work, relationship, and everything going forward. So we we owe it to ourselves to get past that and move on with our life and improve all aspects of our life. All right. So I will be right back here with you next week on... Ready for Love Radio.